Thank you. This is. <laughs> I don't know if I feel good announcing my own, you know, demise. Well, don't do it yet. Build up to it. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm. I have a plague. <laughs> Which one? The pentapox. The pentapox. Uh, is this like the, the Black Plague times five? Or? <laughs> what episode number are we on? We are on number 56. Uh-huh. Episode number 56 of Semi-Bookish. This is weird. Oh, But it is also the chairman's last gig. The dungeon daddy is exiting the dungeon, yes. Mm-hmm. Andy is leaving. I told you to leave them chains at home. but Does know. this mean I can be the dungeon master now? As long as you leave the chains at home, that was his mistake. <laughs> I'm the Supreme Overlord, so being Dungeon Master just kind of automatically comes with the title, so. I can probably find some chains if we do No, thank you! Oh, that's no. what gets you sent No! No, but seriously. Anyways. You are moving on. I've accepted a position at a small little library in Albion. He's, he has descended um, He has descended to Albion. What, and are you, do you feel comfortable sharing the position, or would you rather? Head of Public Services. Yes. It's going to be a... A wonderful change-up. Um, I get to be back in the programming game. Marketing communications is definitely a fun thing. However, you almost have to live vicariously through others and their successes. It's like, the paperwork of programming. It is the paperwork <laughs> of programming. You're not wrong. Um, like, I, I want to have those moments of like mm-hmm. a, a successfully run program. Like mm-hmm. I, I miss doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And th- obviously, the other side of things, it's, it's desperately needed. It's, it's vital. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm I, I want more happy giggles and. Can know, I make things. one request? What's that? I don't care who does it, but I know how you are, and mm. I know how you're able to speak to people about oh, no. things. They need a website change. Ooh! So mm. I'm gonna need for you to go mm. ahead and make that happen. I don't know how you're gonna do it. Oh, I don't. I know. don't care how you're gonna do it. Oh, that website is. I just know a year from now, if I get on that website. I'm going to get on my Facebook and be like, Andy, what did I tell you? <laughs> so, that's See, it. now I have to actually go look at their website. Oh, and Oh, my God. Not, oh, not, not no. to give you homework no. for your brand new job where I'm not even going. But <laughs> No, the, which, I, interesting thing. The, um, if y'all work at Albion, I'm not apologizing for what I just said. I, I hope Cynthia's listening to this specific podcast. <laughs> She's the, the director. In the future, she is because you just showed this to her. But go ahead, anyway. Um, she w- w- that was during the interview, which kind of a bonkers little thing. Like Aaron, still did I tell you about the the length of the interview? No, but make it quick. <laughs> I walked in my my interview was at twelve, uh-huh. and Aaron's blowing my phone up starting at one p.m. Not our Aaron, but his Aaron. My yes, Aaron. Go ahead. Blowing my phone up is like, and when I finally turn my phone on, it's like two fifteen. <laughs> Enough said. Um, yes, I'll be working on that. You put two talkers in a room, and the director's a talker. I'm a talker. Uh-huh. Anyways, so you're saying that. it's mass chaos? But yes. I'd like to know that what Tony, I would like to know what Tony's reading. Yeah. If we're gonna get started. Okay, so Tony is uh, what is it? Four hours, I think. Four hours away from finishing listening to the Bluest Eye, um, and then I will be moving on to Sula, um, which I'm really excited about getting to because I have not read that one yet, and. I get to listen to Tony read it, and it's only five hours of an audiobook, so that will be that will be great. And Sula is significant in so many ways, um, and is always overlooked, except for by black women. So I need that just needs to happen. 
Um, and I'm also reading, speaking of Black History Month and black people, and black women, actually, I'm reading a book called Black Women Writers at Work, which, funnily enough, we used to have in our collection. But I told Chin Noble to, to, to weed when she asked for two reasons. One, the copy was beat up, like toe to pieces, like the spine cracked when I opened it. But also, selfishly, because as soon as she weeded it, she handed it to me and I took it home. <laughs> and I completely forgot that this book was out of publication until I bought it, the new like republished edition in paperback and I bought it and it, I flip it open to read the introduction and it was like, this is a republished. And I was like, oh my, that's right. So I'm working my way through that. Mm -hmm. I started with the Toni Morrison interview, and because of course I did. Sure. Um, and I'm gonna, you know, continue to read all those different. You know, it's got Gwendolyn Brooks and other other women in there that are finally getting their due um, in their own life. So that's gonna that's both of those things have been really nice. Um, oh, and one more book. I just read one essay in. A collection of essays called Black on Black by Daniel Black. Um, oh, how do you like that? Uh, the one essay that I read was about uh, <laughs> how the black church is continuing slavery by Ooh. devoting itself to Jesus H. Christ. And I was like, when I tell you the wig I was not wearing literally flew off my head reading this, it was great. There were some things I didn't really agree with. Um, but the overall spirit of it and some of the particulars of what he got into it, particularly with patriarchy, he was very, very insightful. So mm -hmm. I recommend it so far. Anyway, that's what I'm doing. Grant, what are you reading? Uh, I'm not really reading anything at the moment. I'm still waiting for the shards to come out of the back room. Um, oh. Which it should be in the ne next few days. The yeah, new, whenever wait, David gets it, probably tomorrow. The new Brett Easton Ellis. B-R-E. B E B E E B E E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E B E
Aaron. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do that. But uh, okay. considering my next, uh, my current hyperfixation on Genshin, but I'm waiting for Volume <coughs> Four solo leveling to arrive at my house because I ordered it. Um, so in the meanwhile, I'm kind of slowly leafing through uh, Pandora by Susan Stokes Chapman, which is okay. Greek modern retelling oh, yeah. of Susan Pandora's Susan. box, except it's set in Georgian England, so it's like 1799. Oh, that's interesting. Um, girl works for her uncle's antique shop. He has a vase locked up in the basement, and she's like looking for inspiration for her jewelry making, and mm-hmm. she finds the vase, and she's like, LOL, what's his face? And Like you do. There's this guy who she goes and talks to and he's trying to help her figure out what it is mm-hmm. um obviously it's pandora's box but retold and then i'm also reading um rosen blood which is uh basically just uh a manga um i'm just gonna say this as bluntly as possible but it is a uh, reverse harem vampire <laughs> manga oh okay um I mean, you just said about 15 things that I did not understand, but that's okay. Uh, reverse harem is just basically like one character is the main love it, main character, and then everybody is in love with that person. So basically, like, right. so like Orin High School Host Club is one of those, like a good example of that. Uh, okay. Where like everybody is in love with the character, and the whole entire time you you have an idea of which one might be the main person that she's gonna end up with, but like. But you don't. Viably, really everybody could end up being this character's love interest. That's if, fascinating. If, if it's a guy, it's a harem. But if it's a girl, it's a reverse harem, and it's just kind of a thing. Uh, I, when we have another fanfic or manga episode, I will go off on that tangent for you. But um, <laughs> that's all you really need to know for now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Without it getting too uh, nitty gritty. Um, <laughs> Andy. I am reading The Stars Undying by Emery Robin. How is it? Um, several hours in so far, mm-hmm. and I'm really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a struggle. Even listening to the audiobook, I'm like, how the heck do you say that name? Like, they're just some fun names. Um, she is a, a young woman, a deposed queen, who had her, her birthright stolen from her by her twin sister, mm-hmm. is now reaching out to one of the most dangerous men in the galaxy mm-hmm. for his aid in righting that wrong mm-hmm. of her kingdom. And, I mean, it's like the entire... It's not even... When we say kingdom, it's not like a little kingdom. It's like an empire. It's, this is a space opera, right? Mm-hmm. So her kingdom spans planets. And right. it's it's in a really good moment in the story. A little heated. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Need okay. a cigarette after the scene. But... Uh, no, it's, it's so far, I mean, again, I'm only like three and a half hours into it, so I can't give you like a really, really, really great review on it. Right. But it's definitely hitting a lot of notes. Any WTF moments? Oh, we're going to get there. Hey, tie-in. Oh, the, the flirtation between the two. Um, between the main love the, interest yeah. or whatever. Um, and it's, even online, if you read it, like a little synopsis like from the publisher, it's likened to uh, Anthony and Cleopatra Yes, Lost Story set in space, uh-huh. which mm-hmm. I can see it. Okay. I can see it, and and I'm digging it so far. Um, I'm also playing. Um, Ooh. I've been in like a we like listening to a lot of audiobooks as I play these games too. Been in a big video game mood lately. Um, oh, I have not going through a lot of like uh, retro games mostly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm launching into like a a, a Metroidvania kind you of thing. Mentioned that before. I'm playing Hollow Knight. Which came out 2017, 2018. Right. Side scroller, insectoid hero with a, a nail, which is like a sword. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's really relaxing game until you get to a couple of the bosses, which are almost punishing. But I feel like this is more manageable than, like, I tried to play Dark Souls for a while. And yeah. I got farther than most of my friends did. But? I hit a point, I'm like, I'm not enjoying this. Even with some of the bosses being like, oh, I hate you. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's when I, mm. like, it pre- as contrast to the uh, Ghost 1.0, the other Metroidvania that I was playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I hit a point, I'm like, like the, ex- the exploring of Hollow Knight is good. This one, this other one, you're on a little spaceship, so the exploring is not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't care. I hit a point, I'm like, this is too, like not even enjoyable. Like I don't feel like any kind of rewarding sense of like beating up this big boss. Or I just so I, I stopped, moved yeah. on to Hollow Knight. But those are what I'm those are what I'm listening to and reading and playing Hollow Knight and the Stars and Dying. But there's no there's been no WTF moment as of yet. Okay, at least. Not in. I mean, it's a big book, so you got. Yeah, I got some time. time. <laughs> I got time. I feel um, like we should preface this now that we may or may not be talking about spoilers of books you've never read before. So uh, if you don't like that, uh, too bad. Yeah, this is probably going to be our most blatantly spoiler episode because so that's kind of the point. Like you can't. I mean, yeah. Talk about WTF moments without providing context. Well, some of these spoiler, like even if we mention like a book or a film or a video game, we might bring these up. But they might not necessarily spoil the grand overall story or the narrative, but there's going to be like, I'm going to bring it up for a minute really quick. No, and this I'm going to totally spoil things that everyone's going to be to, mad about. To set it aside from uh, the earlier podcast we had in which books that make you want to throw them out the window. Go ahead. Um, that could be a whole different reason. You could be like, like ridiculously happy. Because I've been in situations where it's like you, re, you react wildly at a happy moment. Like sometimes you look at like, a little, like, a dog, that little thing, like, it's so cute, I want to kill it! Um, That's cool you know, cuteness aggression. I think you should get that looked at. But, yeah. Um, no, this is, example, if you've ever read Stephen King's It. Oh, no, are you just talking about No! Uh, there's a few things that you could be talking about. There's, there's, I was going to say. Like, there's a list. I was going to say, there's a gangbang at the end of the book. So. But no, yeah. no, no, it's, it's is midway that through. Is the moment we're talking about? <laughs> or isn't is it the, midway through the book? I, the la- I have not read it. I heard that the gangbang happens at the end. I thought it was Wait, wait, the okay, I think you're right. Also, they go, this is also our more PG-13 episode, so children leave now. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, I mean... If, there's <laughs> a, a preteen orgy. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's, just another, that's another way like, to put it. He just got off. It's not just... It's not just... Like, these are, I think the oldest character in this scene, in the book, is probably a 12, 13-year-old, maybe 14. Right. And that I, that could be a year or two older than, the rest of them are like 11, 12. Like, what in, Stephen King, sir, what were you, what? even he's gone on record later on saying, I don't know, I was smoking a lot of, I mean, he know. has multiple books where he does that. Oh, I find well, that, oh. In, in, in my, I haven't I, I haven't read it, but my understanding of that of that scene in particular is because her it was like her, her, her no no like her, her her relationship with her father and stuff and like I'm just saying no, I mean I, listen I no listen listen I'm, I'm gonna just say this straight <laughs> out I'm gonna say this straight out as a person who really loathes much of the conversations that happen around literature in particular these days with storytelling in general yeah. I want to hear. So there was somebody. There's a great interview with Toni Morrison, which she's on um, Google, and somebody got up and asked the question, 
Um, which book of yours do you think I should recommend to my friend who says she can't stand to start any of your books because they always have to do with incest and, and rape and all of these things? And Tony doesn't even miss a beat and goes, tell her to read Homer, speaking of incest and rape. And then chuckles. And then it's like, it's like yeah, exactly. Literature has been full of this since Homer. Like, no. So I haven't read the book. I cannot give you a context for why it's there. Is it acceptable? I don't know. I haven't read it. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like it, it's, it, it doesn't need to be justified. It, it's right. It's like, it's there. like, is it there for the sake of the story? Cool. Is it there because he got his jellies off from it? I don't know if I can tell that from reading the book. Maybe I can, and that's all. That's an essay. That's something yeah. to talk about. But I mean, if we're gonna talk WTF moments, we should also talk about the Godfather's one singular chapter about a woman getting surgery on her um, oh, yeah. female parts, specifically, mm-hmm. specifically to talk about like in the whole entire context of having that chapter in there is to reference the fact that a character from a few pages, from like hundreds of pages earlier, is well endowed, and that's the only reason we have that chapter in the book. Yeah, uh, the, the, the author has gone. That, that's I another about that. I've read them. No, every, everybody pretty much says the movie's superior yeah. to the book in many, many ways, including mm-hmm. the author. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know. I, 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 think, I think he was just writing it to be sensational, is what he said. Well, I mean, but, yeah, because what yeah. was that book published? The 60s, 70s? I believe so. Uh, there was a whole vogue of that. We're going to Google it. In the 70s and 80s, I mean, Jackie Collins and all the There's a whole tradition of, of authors who literally would write really, really big books and sensationalize everything. I mean, literally, they would put these kinds of insane things in there. 1969. Just mm. to, just cause. I mean, it was literally entertainment factor. And if you asked them, they would say that. They wouldn't give you all these, like, ultra-literary reasons why they did it. They'd be like, because it's sensational. We're talking about it. You didn't forget it, did you? Like, I mean, and that sounds That's... wild. No one in 2023 would ever be allowed to get away with that. But it was normal in the 70s and 80s in literature because it was a, a moment. That died off, but still, it was. It was. I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm trying to think of a WTF moment. I, I, we did talk about the example in back. Well, you should tee that one up because it is a moment that even happens in the movie adaptations of it. Because I was ready to throw hands. Anyone in here read Jane Eyre? No, but you should tell me anyways. There is a scene where Jane Eyre and uh, Mr. Rochester are preparing to get married. But someone says, mm. ah, no. What about your wife that you keep locked in the attic? So the yellow wallpapered his wife? <laughs> See, and that's one of those things. That's, that's one of those things where, so I have never read the book. I, it is on my list of classics to get to. Yeah. Um, but my mother's favorite story, she has also never read the book, but she has right. seen every single film adaptation of Jane Eyre that okay. is out there. She collects them. I'm not joking. So I watched, because I had a bounty from which to choose, mm-hmm. I chose the one that has Rachel, I think it's Rachel Wilson, um, but it also has, um, oh, I don't remember who plays Mr. Rochester, but he's delicious. Um, and Mr. Rochester about. always is in every adaptation. They always well, use, like, he's supposed to be. Somebody. Danny, Danny DeVito? Look at you. All right. You're funny. <laughs> um, so, no, it's... But it was... Artistically, I thought the movie was, was doing some things um, that was just beautiful, and I really liked it. Um, but that moment in particular, where you do discover, I was just like... Like, intellectually, I thought, well, yeah. 
That's exactly what he would have done. I mean, what was he supposed to do with her? He couldn't get a divorce. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, if your wife has gone insane, what else do you do? I mean, it, wait for her to die to be happy? I don't oh, think I so. forgot that one. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, but again, I understand this is coming from the perspective of a controlled, uh, you know, a male-dominated male controlled society yeah. so who's to say that she was actually insane we don't really know there wasn't a doctor's note tacked to the door you know whatever on the flip side emotionally I wanted to wring his neck cause I'm like this is the thing you lead with sir <laughs> like she already didn't like you when she first met you so you lead with that like <sighs> Edward I'm a vampire <clears throat> don't make her google you <laughs> Come on. So, anyway, that was... Isn't that kind of a journey, though? She discovers he's a vampire. Yes, because when you model your story off of the 19th century mode, that's what you end up with. I just think it should be interrogated. Actually, there's a WTF moment in that story, too. Twilight? Yeah. There are plenty. <laughs> Which well, one in particular? The one really you? that kind of, like... I. I I don't care how people try to like play it out. When he Is imprinted, yes, Jacob no, imprinted. No, on no, you don't understand. That child, because like, that's not the only instance of it in the book. There's another instance of that happening. What, the imprinting? Yeah. But on a child? Yes. I don't remember it. Hey, Jacob on Renesmee happened. No, that's not the only instance of an like a teenager adult person imprinting on a child in that book series. There's a whole other section where that happens too. But it's written off as just like a random one-off. Where? Who? Quill, one of the wolves, imprints on Claire, who's three, and is Emily's niece. I'm not gonna. I'm not it's gonna refute canon. it. I, I it just is do in not the book. But here's the thing. But here's the thing that people have to understand about imprinting. I I don't know why people love to avoid. Well, I do know why people love to avoid this because they like strawman arguments. Listen, it is made very very clear in Eclipse. Very, very clear. A whole book earlier, it is made very clear, one, that imprinting is uncontrollable. Like, you can't help it, it happens. It's like a baby duck. But, 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 <laughs> two, it is not strictly or even predominantly romantic. Here's that it is, it is not that is not its function. That is what many people like to focus on because when Jacob is first explaining it to Bella, he is in love with her, but he has not imprinted on her. And because we're in her head and not his, all we're feeling is the full force of this boy who wants to be in love with her, wants to have imprinted with her, but has not, and keeps trying to trick himself into imprinting onto her. That whole kiss at the end of Eclipse where he like basically essays her um, by goading Edward like, you're cold and she's gonna freeze to death in the snow, but I'm warm because I have all this fur. And like, that whole sleeping in the tent crap and then he like kisses her. That whole thing is built around the idea that Jacob has to learn to be a better human. Like, he has to learn that just because you're in love with someone doesn't mean that you get to force that onto them. So when he does imprint on Renesmee, again, beyond his control, but two, it's the final step in him 
transforming into someone who understands that love is not just about, well, can I get some now, please? It's about actually taking care of something that needs you to take care of it. And what's a better way of that than being a child? Children are helpless. I don't Even children of vampires are helpless. They, they can't do anything without an adult. They need someone who, who's going to care for them to that degree. That's why, and also, Edward can read his mind. So Edward knows immediately. Edward knows immediately you know I mean that Jacob is not thinking in a sensual, sexual, despicable way. He knows, oh, if anybody is going to care for my kid more than myself, it's not even going to be my wife or the woman who just birthed him. It's going to be that guy. All right, we're I, good. I, I, this means that I need Edward's point of view for the rest of the books. Thanks. But no, I just feel like I feel like people want to avoid that because they already have an issue with the 100-year-old vampire falling in love with a 17-year-old human girl. And it's like, if that's your problem, don't fit, don't read the books. Like, just, like, get over it. Like, if you can't get over the fact that somebody is frozen at 17 for 100 years and they're still 17 100 years later, why are you reading paranormal romance? Like, go read but something else. Paranormal but, but to be, but I will say, it was still a shock because of yeah. the way that it was built into the mm-hmm. story. Like, the way that you... Like you don't, you expect him to imprint because you're be, you're in his head for yeah. half the book. You don't expect it to be the kid because there's so much else going on in that scene, mm-hmm. and that was a WTF moment. That whole birth scene, I was like, man, that was wild. I'm gonna need for you to calm down, okay? <laughs> like I was <laughs> like, I didn't ask for this. All I wanted was for her to be married and to be happy and to break all the furniture in the home, like all of that. That's like, <laughs> all I wanted. All this. No. <laughs> I didn't ask for that. Grant, so, no. do you have an example? What shocked you to your very core? Horrified it, you? But in not anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In well, anything. Yeah, no, I mean, what's in the box? Mm-hmm. Book-wise, um, something that came to mind, well, it's kind of a series of things. It could be because Chucky e. P's books are full of... Um, Oh yeah, <laughs> WTF moment after WTF. That's moment. his mode. <laughs> That's his mode. Um, uh, but for whatever reason, one stood out um, in Lullaby, which is mm. probably my favorite book of his. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a baby shattering scene. What? A baby shattering scene. You know the classic, the classic baby shattering scene. Oh, he's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> no. Long long story short, um, there's there's a baby. It gets frozen. A, a woman's baby, and then a, oh. you know a, a, they, oh. they, they kind of drop it. Oh, no. and then, oh. Uh, it, it's, it's it's it's. Were they going to cryogenically bring it back? Uh, yes, they were. Oh. In case you don't understand, who we're some talking mood. about friends. This is Chuck Palahniuk. I say Chucky e. P because I can't pronounce his name. Yes, no, I I can pronounce his name just because I went on a binge deep dive of documentaries and interviews where I just need to know more about this person because he's Fight an, Club he's is an, one of my favorite movies. He's an interesting guy. He is, um, mm-hmm. and he does like his whole because he's a whole part of that whole transgressive fiction mm-hmm. movement, and so that's their point of transgressive fiction is to do everything you can to really gross out the reader. Um, and yeah, I haven't read it, but um, uh, Haunted, his short story collection, oh, yeah. infamously made people pass out at the readings. At readings, yeah, and the story wasn't even published; it was still in like first draft form and he was mm-hmm. reading it going okay it's called guts isn't it yeah it involves yeah. A, it involves a carrot it involves a hot tub i won't, I won't go any farther than that but do i want to uh, i don't know if i want to know i that. think you i think you do i think you do i've never read it so okay. i don't know okay. <laughs> i might i might get there eventually at some point when i have a yeah. stomach yeah there's 
there's a school shooting scene in, in Pygmy, which Ooh. is another book, which mm. is somehow pulled off in an almost comedic way. Mm. But it's still so abrupt and shocking like that you almost laugh at the level of See, abruptness. See, this is the thing that I love about... This is the thing I love about writing. I mean, there are other forms of art, maybe, perhaps, that can do this, but writing emphasizes and focuses on taking something with which we think we are familiar or something with which we are familiar. You know, how many times have you heard people say, you know, uh, or how many times have you scrolled through the news, school shooting here, mass shooting here, the cop shot another black person there, you know, all that kind of stuff, right? You see it all the time, and it becomes a Rolodex of the way we live. Mm -hmm. The amount of effort it takes for a writer to take that very thing and make it anything other than what we're used to he aimed for humor, so we, he got humor. It, an author could aim for anything, but to take it and make it something that is familiar because we're used to seeing it, but also foreign because we're not used to feeling that way about it. Mm -hmm. And maybe we feel bad that we feel that way about it, right? Like, oh, I laughed. Oh, my God, why did I laugh? What's wrong with me? That's the whole point. He yeah, he, he, use, he definitely uses humor to probe yeah. into like society's ills. And, and I think that the, the WTF moment is... In fiction, at the very least, I think the WTF moment is that moment, mm -hmm. right? Like it's like the it's that's the the definition of the WTF moment. It's not just, oh, you got me, good job. It's more of like a, uh, what was that? Yeah. Did I just? Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's a not okay feeling. You may feel a little icky afterwards. I, mean, I don't know. You know, I. So I I can give you an example from The Bluest Eye, which is why, maybe why I'm rereading well, it. I, I could it. also give you another one. If you want. Um, I'm rereading it because I was going to reread it anyway, but there is a moment late in the book um, where <laughs> you already know from page one, you know that there's a little girl in this town. There's a sentence that says something like, um, that's explaining why the marigolds didn't grow, and it was, we thought it was because Piccola was having her father's baby. And then the sentence moves on. So you're, I mean, that in and of itself makes you kind of go, um, what am I reading? Oh, right. <laughs> you know. But if you don't, if you just keep reading, there's a whole chapter from the perspective of this girl's father. And you go all the way back to when he was her age, and you follow him all the way through this whole history. And there's a scene in which he has this girl that he likes, I think he's 14 at the time, he has this girl that he really likes, and she really likes him, and she's like flirting with him. And they go picking muscadines. And if you've never had muscadines, you really don't know. What are muscadines? So muscadines are like, they're not actually large grapes, but that's the best way to describe them. There's, I mean, they're fat, and they're super sweet. Um, and they're an aggressive flavor, so you either really like them or you really hate them. There's no in-between. Um, and so they go, and they're, you know, growing down south. So they go picking muscadines, and, you know, she gets the real, like, feeling of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what, that's exactly what muscadines look like, taste mm -hmm. like, smell like, everything. And then the two of them sneak off from the group and go into this little, like, shack and intend to get it on, because they like each other. Like, what else are we going to do? Yeah. So they are right in the middle of things. When they're are set they, upon, are they reading? <laughs> I hate you. Absolutely, Grant. That's exactly the correct answer. Uh, when they are set upon by a couple of white men, 
Oh no. Dun, who, dun, 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 dun. who tell them, like they stop because obviously what do you do when someone walks in a room where you're doing, where you're they naked do. with someone else? Um, you try to get dressed. They open the door and they say, no, 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 don't stop. Get on with it uh, and make it good. Uh, and that is the moment uh, where you realize like, oh, what? Like it's, it's, Unbelievable, because the thing that's happening in your brain is like you're the disgust at the fact that that could happen, the disgust at the racism, the disgust at the adults watching these teenagers, the dis- I mean, all of it, the disgust at the fact that there's no other adults to sort of help them through this moment, yeah. to rescue them. There's nothing but to do it. That's it. And they still might get shot at the end of it, because they're like being held at the long end of a shotgun. So like, I mean, it's a whole thing. The only thing that's holding you up at that moment is realizing that this guy grows up to have kids. But then you remember in that moment what he grows up to do to one of those kids and you're like, I want him to get shot. But I don't because I'm sympathizing with him. Wait, what is happening? What is happening? And it's like that level of complexity is really hard to... What's the name of that book again? That's The Bluest Eye. Okay. Yeah. I, I got kind of horrified, just derailed from the thought. Like, I, I knew you were talking about something, but yeah. I'm like, shoot, yeah. this is awful. Yeah, it is. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So, I mean, you know, that's a WTF moment for me. Mm-hmm. Did you have another one, Erin? I have quite a few, actually. Um, not all of them are as horrifying, but still are WTF <laughs> moments. Um, we're just going to get the most horrifying one out of the way right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Lord of the Flies scene, which I Wait, don't know. which one? No, yeah. so I'm not, this is one of the lower... <laughs> um, <laughs> Tony's having a moment. <laughs> but, um... So it's a little bit lesser known unless you've actually like physically read the book because it's just a moment that just happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, For one, um, there's a moment where they're hunting for a pig. Um, And if you... And um, going off of the it scene that we talked about earlier, you can only imagine what they did when they found the pig. There's Um, a reason the author left that off the, the page. Yeah, yeah, so there's that. <laughs> there's, uh, especially, in, I mean, I could go off a list of that whole yeah. entire book as horror, like one big giant WTF moment in general. Um, one also being my favorite character's death of the whole entire book, which was Simon. Um, basically, they have a whole entire bonfire in the dark and they're having a thing and he pops out because he's literally just found the dead pilot from their... Oh, um, yeah, the flight. So from the flight, because the plane crashed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he found the dead pilot, and he's like basically at this point, he's kind of a little flighty in his head. He's very much like a hallucination type kid, mm-hmm. um, and he basically believes that this this dead pilot, or I believe it could also be the uh, head of the pig or something like that. They like because mm-hmm. they beheaded the pig in that yeah. earlier scene. Mm-hmm. And they left it on a stick. So he's running to, like, both at this point, and he's freaked out, and he runs in. They don't really mention it in the book. They just mention that there's a rustling and there's a lot of stuff happening, mm-hmm. and he runs out in the middle of the bonfire, and then everyone all of a sudden thinks he's a monster, and they all have sticks that have sharp, pointy ends, and you can only guess what that happens, and none of them realize it mm-hmm. until, like, the next morning, and the only two characters that are written in the book that realize it are Ralph and Peggy. And so it's just kind of like one of those moments where you're like, 
I don't know what to do with this because we are only nine chapters in and there's like 13 chapters to this book. Yeah. There's also a moment in The Scarlet Letter, which is another book that people don't finish when they're in high school or ever maybe, but there's a moment in The Scarlet Letter when you find out who who's, who Pearl's daddy is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That moment, right? I've, I think I have been angry many times while reading. I don't think I've ever been angrier than that moment. Because yeah. the person who is the most vocal in their community, the person who basically like stamped her with that letter A and ruined her entire life, is the person that. It, so are you saying that I need to read but this guy? You know, it's not his. Because I bet I've never actually read it, so I guess I need, need to read it now. Yeah, yeah, he needed to be skinned alive. I wanted to enter into the book and skin him alive myself. I should like, read that again. Also. Another WTF moment, and this is just the whole entire thing. There's not like one set moment, but it's the whole entire short story of the lottery. Well, I haven't read that one. Uh, the lottery is basically. Oh, the so graphic novel is good too. Yeah. So the whole entire story of the lottery. I hope you don't mind spoilers because I'm just gonna throw it uh, there. It's fine. Um, but they are all be, like drawing lots, mm-hmm. and whoever wins is slated to die for the good harvest, and they get stoned to death. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so the whole entire time, you think they're just like really scared about winning the lottery, right? And you don't realize it until the very end, where they mention how they're picking up the stones and like throwing them, and then yeah. you're like, oh. Um, switching gears to a video game wise, like WTF moment for me is playing the Walking Dead games. The first oh, game, the Telltale ones. Yes. Okay. They're very good. Would yeah. recommend. Do really like them. Okay. Um, uh, in the first game, close to the end, one of the main characters gets bitten, and you're just so attached to this character at this point that as soon as he di- like, as soon as you have to make that choice mm. yeah. to leave him or kill him, you're just like, I don't know if I can do it. Like I, I am so physically attached. Um, of the and then game. another character gets left behind, and then another WTF moment is he just like randomly appears in the second game. And you have another option of yep. killing or leaving him. Because you have a choice okay. at one point between... Because you're the little girl in the second game. Okay. That the Walking Dead games follows a little girl. Like, that's her. Like, okay. she's the main character. Yeah. Um, you follow her more closely in the second one. And the guy that you left behind in the first one has come back. But there's also another girl who you are also following around with. So you have two adults mm-hmm. vying for your attention at this point. And they are quite literally having a fight to the death in the middle of a snowstorm outside, and you have to choose which one you're going to choose. In the middle of them fighting, and if you do not choose, the game will choose one for you. <laughs> like, it is quite literally That's one hilarious. of the most, like, rage-inducing things that I've had ex- to experience that made me stop in my tracks besides watching Sephiroth kill Aerith for, like, 500 times in, um... Final Fantasy VII. That was a WTF moment. In video that games, was too. a very big WTF moment. It's one um, of those that you do not expect to happen. Because you're, what made that one good? Good on you, Square Enix, and everyone <laughs> who wrote that story. But like, have you played Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Like I, I don't care about spoiling it, but like, there's this progression. You get Aerith, Aerith, or Aerith. It depends on which on what, localization yeah. you play. Um, uh-huh. But you get this character, Aerith. Um, pretty early on in the game, she's like yes. one of the first like. Additional characters you get, yes. and you you're leveling her up. You're get, unlocking abilities. You're doing all this whole thing, and you're trying to get her part. And then all of a sudden, like I believe it's like disc two, maybe disc one. It's, yeah. All of us, because it's a four disc game at this point, because it's PlayStation. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she's she's just gone. 
And then your character, Cloud, is just like immediate, like, his whole entire storyline, by the way, is one big WTF. Oh, yeah. Like, especially if you go back on the other games, his mm-hmm. whole entire storyline is he joined basically their version of the army at this point, but it's a corporation army. And so he's made friends. Him and one of his friends, who he's looked up to forever, get kidnapped and brought down into a basement, which is in his hometown, by the way, mm-hmm. in a mansion, to be experimented upon with this thing that they call Mako, which is kind of like a radiation poisoning type thing. Mm-hmm. And so they finally break out, only for the friend to die, and Cloud takes his whole entire personality, and Trauma forgets everything. So this whole entire time you're playing the game, you have no idea that this man is going through a very complex PTSD and has absolutely no idea who he is until you get to like disc two or three when all of a sudden all of this is revealed Mm -hmm. he has a psychotic break and he does not like talk or anything throughout this whole entire thing and it's just like a whole entire wtf moment from that moment forward if we're going square enix though another wtf moment is the main character of chrono trigger dying and you have the whole entire um option of finishing the game without him or going through a whole entire side quest to revive him before the end of the game final fantasy 6 also like final fantasy 6 or final fantasy games have a lot of these especially some of the like the final know. fantasy 10 <laughs> oh my god ah. oh my you know what i'm there's still one. hurt by that ending there's, i'm still wounded there's a WTF moment in the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. that the film there it's the same character but the film has the moment emphasized in one way so the WTF happens earlier and the book does it in such a way that the WTF right. happens in a so Gandalf okay and the Balrog okay Watching that, I still, I already know. I know what's going to happen. I think we all know. But it's kind of Fly, You Fools is classic. But that moment is always a WTF of like, excuse me, what? Like, it's not right. It's not fair. It ain't cute. Whose fault was it? They told you not to go up under that mountain. You know, all of it. You did it anyways. It's a whole thing. It's just like, okay, all right, fine. That's a moment. You know, you want to scream full of a took, all of it, right? Fine. But in the book, the more WTF moment is when they reach Lothlorien. They finally get in. Like, it takes a minute to, like, get in because Legolas literally has to pull an arrow on the other elf and go, the dwarf stays or I level this entire guard and don't think I won't do it because you guys are stuffy. And I'm just like, bro, where was that in the movie? Like... I, I would that would like, be great. <laughs> like it would be great, but like they want they're finally in. They get in, and it's this incredibly quiet scene, in which Frodo is observing Lothlorien. It's like a pool or something, and he's just sort of watching them at night. And oh, with one Galadriel. These before Galadriel. They haven't quite oh, gotten to Galadriel oh, okay. yet, and and it's not that pool. It's just like a it's just a, you know a stars in the pool or whatever. This is a beautiful scene, and the. Uh, Elf, I think it's Galadriel's son, comes up and sort of says, I heard you're the one who can speak Elvish and blah, 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 you know, and, um, you know, say something in Elvish about Gandalf. And Frodo says to him in, like, a very small kind of, like, not very many words, he says, I can't even speak about Gandalf in my own language, let alone someone else's. 
Like the amount of Elvish that I can actually speak might be all I can speak at all about Gandalf. That's how big the absence is. I remember like putting the book down and just sobbing for five whole minutes. Like it was awful because yeah. you realize like it's one thing for a character to die. It's another thing for someone for another character to express the weight of the entire book in Their one grief. small because it's like you realize oh it wasn't just Gandalf died it was yeah. everything that has happened in this book was because of Gandalf coming to Frodo and saying the ring is your responsibility you have to get rid of it and all of a sudden that relationship has been shattered completely irrevocably he ain't coming back as far as they know you know and so plot twist the whole <laughs> weight of the plot is bearing down on you and Frodo at the same time and it's just Hurts. Me no likey. But it's brilliant writing, you know. I'm gonna listen to Thanks, that, Grandpa. That book next week. Alright, so we have to torture you with a few things. Alright. Oh, you want me to pull some out? Well, yeah, we want to get to <laughs> okay. that, you Okay. Know. Uh, so, would you rather only be allowed to read new releases or only allowed to read classics? Andy. New releases. New releases? Why? Yeah, why? I mean, I don't think I disagree with you, but why? Well, if I only was able, because this is an easy one for me, if I'm only allowed to read classics, it's crap that came before, and it's static. Can't do that. Whereas one. new releases, it's a constantly shifting mm-hmm. selection of books. As I mit- interpreted the question. Sure. So. Sure. I can't do that. Even, I, yeah, I think that I would go in the that. other direction, not just because I'm a contrarian. <laughs> I, not just because I, I love he it. Is. I, I am, but not just because. I do love a good debut. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I love a good, so the new releases thing is tempting. However, the thing that I know about classics and that I love about classics is that the definition of the word <clears throat> changes always, but mm-hmm. also the canon is always changing. Yeah. The ground is, like at this moment, moment right now in you know, English language fiction, the ground is shaking. Because people are discovering things. I mean, like, for example, there used to be a time period in America where nobody knew who Zora Neale Hurston was. And then, but it's because of the new release, The Color Purple, that Alice Walker was able to discover her and bring her into the light because everybody loved The Color Purple. So, I, I mean, you know, it's a hard question. And if you're thinking you know, about sheer number of yeah. titles, if, if you think, like, you're going to live for however many more years. Right. And how many new releases are going to come out? And then you have the hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years of classics, I guess. Oh, I mean, there's a clear understanding in my mind that I'm immortal at this point. Okay. So. Are oh, you? Oh, God. <laughs> then in that case, I want to catch up on the classics. Like, you know. Because you live long enough, they'll eventually become yeah, a to And I want to track that. That's true, too. That part, too. And I want to track down the original manuscript of Gilgamesh. I want that. I want it. I want to buy it. And I want to hang it in my house. Enforce people to that would be like this weird, weird level of stolen art, <laughs> the likes of which the world has never seen. That would be ridiculous. All right, Aaron. Oh my gosh. Ping us with another one. Oh, would you rather have an R2D2 or a BB8? Girl, bye. Be serious. <laughs> I'm literally just pulling Don't out you of dare. the thing. If you try and mount a defense on BB8, I will walk out of this room. Do you know me well enough? I right do. Now? That's why I said, girl, be There's, serious. Next. Yeah, that's not <laughs> um, even a question. This is a call-out post. I feel, I feel like we need Jen in this room for this one, even though she's yeah, not here. Yeah, I could Snapchat her. But uh, this one is, would you rather have the Percy Jackson and the Olympians movie done right, or the Aragon movies done right? Ooh, Aragon. <laughs> Same. 
<laughs> no, no, no contest. I mean, I, mean, I love the Percy Jackson no, things, but that listen, was never my listen, jam. Listen, I, mean, I love it, but it's as I was sitting there, no I kept contest. I kept going through this, and I surprisingly would also say Aragon because we're already get, getting Percy Jackson done right in the front I mean, of the TV okay. show. So uh, therefore, well, I get, hold up. Before we go that far, I need to see it first. I don't <laughs> care if Uncle Rick is casting himself as the whole cast. I ain't seen it yet. Okay. He might you got get a dog in this fight. Wrong. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you got a dog in this fight. Uh, I've only read the first Aragon, I, uh, so I'd have to say Aragon. Why didn't you? Fall. Why didn't you finish? Because it wasn't good. <laughs> Sir, I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. If you're, you okay, become you're unpopular. Not, you're not wrong. It's not an unpopular opinion. However, most people who have that opinion have not read past the first one, and that's the mistake. Okay. The rest of the books are. I I, I felt like so Tony was like about to season. just fly across the table. And but also, smack. but also, but also, I should, yeah. I should I should add that people expect too much from the first book. People usually glom onto the fact that it was written and published by a 15 year old and forget the fact that 15 year olds don't have original ideas. So of course it's basic. Of course it's Star Wars with dragons. Because that's all he knew, <laughs> and he was fifteen. But for him to go from that to eldest, everything he brings to the table in eldest is not something that should have been possible for someone with a second novel and someone who had barely broken into their twenties. And that is an incredible feat. And then the last two books are just some of the best fantasy novels ever written. I, I will fight anyone on that one. I, period. Like that's why I so desperately want him to go back. Like I haven't read the the star when. I haven't either, but that got really good. Like people really I've heard that one. But yeah. I'm almost like yeah. not ready. I want more dragons. We're getting more dragons. He already read about five. <laughs> According to his Twitter feed. Um <laughs> I did read that extra book. Oh, the for the worm. The worm, yeah. Yeah. It was good. I liked it. But yeah. I want more I want like a full scale novel. And it doesn't have to be Aragon. It can be Oh, I hope it isn't. I hope it's Angela. Cause that would be Bunkers. I feel like it needs to be like that. That could be like a side, like short story kind of thing. Um, like, I, I don't feel like her weirdness could carry a whole. What? She's what? a time traveler. Wait. Oh, I thought we we're talking about the witch. Yeah. Wait. She's a time traveler. That's a lot to to unpack. Like he's like he literally was like he's given in several interviews in the past few years where he's like. Nobody seems to have picked up on this, so I really, really want to like write a book that really pushes the the idea. But I gave several clues that if you study Doctor Who, yeah. <laughs> she's a time lord, and that was my whole point because I want to be able to use her as a time lord. And I was like, okay, okay, wait, what? <laughs> so there's some there's room, there's stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, has there ever been a movie or TV show that was better than the book? Several, many. actually, and I'm going to go with Fight Club. Did you just say many? I said many, yeah. Actually, there's more than a few. Fight Club, I haven't read the book, but I do love Fight Club, the movie. Tell me more. Fight Club, Godfather, um, now that I'm on the spot, I'm going to, okay, give me, okay. Um, 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 um Clockwork Orange. It, even, oh, okay. even though I think the book of A Clockwork Orange is a masterpiece, I yeah. think the yeah. film is even better. Okay. Yeah. Um, Oh god, there's so many books based on uh, movies based on books. Yeah, um, uh, I'm going to, even though I haven't read it, I'm going to go ahead and say Gone Girl because Gone Girl is such a good movie. Oh, okay, sure, um, sure, sure. 
<laughs> I'm going to just say Goblet of Fire. Y'all can throw stones at me later, but that mm. book ain't good. No, you're not the wrong. The movie ain't good. I the love the movie. movie is good. The movie, the movie is, is good. good. I, 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 the movie yeah. is better read, than the book. I haven't read any of the Harry, Harry Potter books. The movie, I, yes. I, the, movie's, the movie is like, better than the book. My is least it a favorite. good Is it the movie? best one out of the... Out of the eight? No, absolutely no. not. It's very rewatchable. But it is rewatchable, and oh. he fixed the problem with the book. The problem with the book is that it's bloated. And she was too close to the material at that moment to see that. Or if she did see it, she didn't know how to fix it, so she just didn't bother. And it it's bloated. Whereas he went in and was like, oh, this is a straightforward adventure. You do this, you do this, you cut little Bagman, and you have a plot. And I'm like, thank you. That's exactly what you do. <laughs> I have one last one. Would you rather live without music uh-uh. or movies for the rest of your life? Don't do that to us. Oh, that's not nice. I did this specifically because I know my own answer, but he, I don't know yours. But I want to know Andy's answer. There's a complication honestly. in this one, too, because does that mean any movie I watch is devoid of music now? Because, like, Star Wars would fall so uh, flat without the soundtrack. Well, uh, let, let's say music exists within the confines of the movie. Yeah, like, let's say... But you least, can't listen to the score yeah, outside yeah. of watching the yeah. film. Yeah, you can watch the movie, but you can't, like, out, like go on Spotify and listen to your own... The I'm going to toss out... I'm going to toss out music, and I... That, it actually, that's a... It, it's, that is you, a... You're going to say bye to the Wu-Tang Clan? Uh, thank you. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going. I was like, you're going to say goodbye to Wu-Tang? <laughs> I, I could. But at least you get to watch Straight Outta Compton? Go back. No. I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy it. We know Andy's I don't buy it. Answer. Wu-Tang don't buy it. Our ancestors collectively don't buy it. Girl. I've long <laughs> been more of a cinemaphile than I've been a music nut. Like, I have okay. my beloved artist over so the So name a movie that you loved before you discovered Wu-Tang Clan. Well, that's a good question. Um, but it's an easy one. We're going to go with, like, of course, Star Wars. We're going to go with stuff like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Uh, Shawshank Redemption came out about the time where I discovered the Wu. Um, <laughs> discovered <I'm>, the Wu? <laughs> <laughs> There, so there are more than a few movies. Like, So that's an easy thing to say that I don't want them. Superman. For God's sakes, Christopher E. Superman. There's that's a, a developmental movie for me, like a foundational uh-huh. thing. So if I had to choose between music as a whole, and I think part of it is too, I tend to listen to more audiobooks than I. So this is an easy one for me because I have to look at it from a cultural landscape. People used to live without movies all the time. Music. We have never lived without music. I mean, that's true. So, although film is to an extent like a film, like a recorded play. Oh, that's of course. Basically how it but it's not a movie. Okay. So we're just so we're just gonna <laughs> stage play the whole entire thing. So basically, you would just be getting rid of something that has not always been anyway. Which I'm not saying it's lesser because of that. I'm just saying it has not always been. There have been centuries of people who've never. Seen I could a movie. still go to see musicals. So that's true. I could still go to see concerts. The question was music. Well, because you, if you're saying that music exists within the confines of movies, no. why are we not opening it up to like... Because a movie is not a concert. A movie's not but a I concert can't listen to it on Spotify. You can't music. listen to it at all. Music is being created for the film. It exists within the film. Music is... I'm figuring out the